I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Republicans got a lot of negative press after state parties around the country censured various lawmakers who voted against President Trump or impeachment or his agenda. Uh, but now it's the Democrats' turn. Over the weekend, Arizona Democrats censured Senator Kirsten Sinema because she wouldn't uh, vote to change the filibuster rules in the United States Senate. And so the question then becomes, why are political parties going to these purity tests, and why might that be bad for the parties, for the country, uh, in the long haul? Uh, really pleased to be joined now on the program by Henry Olson. He's a columnist for The Washington Post, and he took on this subject of these ideological purity tests and how they're poisoning our politics. Uh, Henry, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Uh, great piece, and let's pick it right up uh, in Arizona. And uh, I love the way you described it. If anybody had uh, Arizona Democrats censuring Kirsten Cinema in the midterm election year uh, on your bingo card, uh, that's a that's like a win win of all wins there. Uh, but tell us how that came about. What happened, uh, and why is this becoming the trend in both the Democrat and the Republican Party? Well, I mean, it's it happened because the progressive uh, base of the Democratic Party wants to change the rules in the Senate in order to advance its political agenda. And Kirsten Sinema says no, that the bipartisan comedy that the filibuster requires to pass a bill, 60 votes, which usually means some bipartisan buy-in, uh, is a higher good than passing an agenda, even though I agree with much of the agenda. And for that apostasy, she's now been censored by the Democrats. I think what's happening on both sides is that ideologues are putting purity tests in front of their elected officials and demanding absolute fealty and are consequently ignoring the fact that both ideologues of the left and the right are a real minority in the country and that the people who decide elections, independents, would prefer a more problem-solving rather than purity-seeking test for public officials. Mm, I love that. Problem-solving versus purity-seeking. I think that's a, a great analogy there. Uh, and it, it is part of, I think, what is poisoning the process uh, because it, it doesn't allow anyone to step into common ground or higher ground uh, for fear that they're going to end up with a, a primary challenger, maybe backed by one of their colleagues in Congress. Well, that's exactly what's going on. You know, with respect to cinema, the, uh, lead, the the dean of progressives, Bernie Sanders, has said that challenging her primary would be fine with him. And even Democratic leader Chuck Schumer, when asked about it, didn't try to stomp down that speculation. And that's something that majority leaders or minority leaders, depending on uh, where your party is, always try and defend all their members. But Schumer wouldn't stand up for cinema. And that can only encourage a primary challenge, which will ultimately lead to the election of a Republican. 
because there's no way that Arizona elects a true blue progressive. It's uh, the ultimate purple state. Yeah, it is a purple state. And as you said, so many, uh, because they're so exhausted with the purity tests of the far left and the far right, uh, are drifting towards that uh, center left to center right, I think is where most of the country is. Uh, and those are the ones who, are, who will really decide things in the end, especially in a state like Arizona. Uh, as we mentioned off the top, uh, again, this is not just a Democrat problem. Uh, the Republicans have had issues with this. Uh, a number of censures took place uh, just over the last year or so. No, that's absolutely right. Uh, that uh, after the vote to impeach, a uh, number of Republicans who had voted to impeach were censored by their state parties. And we have a challenge to one of them, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, who is running for re-election this year. Now, Alaska has a very unique system where instead of having partisan primaries, they have a first round and a second round, and the top four candidates go on to the second round, and then people can rank their choices. So Murkowski can win re-election by being the favorite of moderate independents and center-left Democrats, even though she caucuses with the Republicans. Uh, But most people in Congress don't have that option. Yeah. And so as you look at uh, how this continues to play out, uh, what do you see as the, the major implications, uh, especially rolling into the 2022 midterms? You know, going into the 2022 midterms, um, a lot of what happens in midterms is simply a thumbs up or thumbs down vote on the president. Uh, that a lot of times people out of power will say, oh, look at the endorsement my party got in the midterms. And only to find two years later when they try and present it as a positive endorsement, they get uh, their hat handed to them. So I think in the short term, with the exception of people like Murkowski who are on the ballot, that uh, or Cheney, Liz Cheney, who was also censured, who was on the ballot, um, you're going to see very little direct effect. But Americans don't want to see this sort of ideological warfare. We've had more changes, rapid changes in the House of Representatives in the last 14 years than we had had in the previous 30 years. And that's because independents wildly switch sides because one side overreaches and they say, no, let's put the other side in. And then the other side overreaches. And at some point, somebody's going to figure this out and decide that the sure path to victory is finding a way to combine partisans with independents rather than continually hand the ball back to your adversary once you show that you're really an ideologue spent on uh, on, on imposing a purity test. Yeah, I, I love how you dug into the numbers about those swings uh, in, in terms of those independents going from one side to the other. And again, it's it's one of those things where you get power, yes, uh, for a very short season, uh, overreach, uh, and then you get slapped back, uh, and then the other side gets a turn, uh, and they s- seem to do the same. Uh, just describe for us quickly uh, kind of those swings between uh, you know, 2004, 2006, and eight. In 2006, uh, Democrats won independence by double digits. In 2008, they won them very handily. And then suddenly in 2010, Republicans won it by like 17 points. But you had massive swings among independents just in a two-year period. And the same thing happened again in 2018 and 2020. The Democrats won independence by double digits in 2018. And now in 2021, you saw Glenn Youngkin in Virginia winning independence. Independents are trying to tell people slow down, stop the purity test, uh, and both sides, ideological warriors, seem not wanting to listen. Yeah, and then finally, uh, again, Henry Olson joining us, uh, columnist for The Washington Post. Great piece. We'll post that on our social feeds today. 
uh, as you look at the the weeks and months ahead, obviously there's a lot of uh, things that could be in the purity test space in terms of the president's agenda, what's going on internationally. Uh, what are you watching for? What do you anticipate uh, coming up here in terms of how this plays to the extremes and especially to those independents? You know, the thing is that when, when you hold all the leverage of power in Washington, which uh, the Democrats do, holding the House, Senate, and the presidency, you, it's like you're holding serve. It's like you are serving in tennis. So the initiative goes with them, and they have to decide: do they want to swing to the center? Do they want to continue to push on the left? All the signs show that they're unwilling to have the battle with their ideologues that shifting to the center would require. Which means, I think, you're going to see attempts to continue to push from some form of the left, and then trying to tell Americans that the thing that they don't want is really very good for them. Mm. Wow, great insight. Henry Olson, columnist for The Washington Post, thanks so much for taking time with us today. Thanks for having me on. All right, we're going to step aside for uh, one last commercial break. When we come back, we'll get some final thoughts. That was great insight from Henry Olson. Uh, Again, it's the the independence. It's that movable middle, center-left to center-right, that's going to decide things. Are we going to talk to them? Or are we going to keep playing to the ideological bases? I think we can do better. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.